podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. This week, we're coming to you live from the E-World Cup Finals. We'll be discussing the $250,000 Grand Final with this year's champion, last year's champion, and for Ed's Luke Zimmerman. And of course, now having played it, the FIFA 19 gameplay, game plans, and potentially game-changing foot features from draft-style packs and player picks to division's rivals. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and more in this week's Foot Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to, I'm not really quite sure what episode this or week of Foot Weekly it is now. It's, we're, we're coming towards that transition period towards FIFA 19 and we've got some really interesting stuff to talk about around FIFA 19 uh, in this week's episode, or I guess it's not really a week's episode, as many people have pointed out. Hard to call it Foot Weekly at this stage in uh, FIFA's calendar, but uh, hopefully we'll be back to it shortly. Anyway, with me is original co-host Horace. How are you doing? Hello, yeah, pretty good, thanks. And uh, it's actually a bit of a streak for you, isn't it? It's like two in a row. Yeah, that, if, if we're calling that a streak now, it's well, a streak. <laughs> and uh, a familiar guest who we haven't had on quite so recently is uh, Foothead's Luke Zimmerman. Luke, how are you? I'm excellent. Thanks so much for having me back, guys. Um, we should say that we're actually in uh, a sort of lounge part of the FIFA setup for the for the E World Cup. So there might be a few things happening audio-wise which aren't normal. Uh, don't worry about those. But Luke, uh, how are you finding? the British Isles? Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying my stay quite a bit. I've loved London. Um, spent some time in a couple different parts this week. Been here since last Sunday. Leave tomorrow, which will be Sunday for people listening to this in the future. We'll miss it. I like London quite a bit. Um, it's kind of like a more chill New York City. New York City is awesome, but it's just it's a little bit too intense. It's like you know, London is like the half-calf version of the insanity <laughs> that is New York City in America. Glad you're enjoying London, um, and also hopefully enjoying the FIFA World Cup event. I mean, it's been, a, it's a, I mean, haven't been to any other World Cup, uh, sorry, e-sports events around FIFA, but it seems like a pretty good one. Yeah, I think this year has been a real learning one for EA. I think last year was a lot more informal, a lot more casual. Um, they were kind of learning as they went this year. They're kind of trying to take some of what they learned and put it into practice. There's plenty of room for growth still and lots of, I think, additional tweaks and changes that will need to happen, but they'll do it. And I think what's been most promising in terms of covering this, you know, not like we're doing hard J journalism at Foothead or anything, <laughs> but I think what's been most promising about seeing the growth of the eSport is that every event is better than the last one. Every event is more professional. Every event is better executed. And doesn't mean there's not warts. Doesn't mean there's not hiccups. Doesn't mean there's not... You know, some things that could prospectively turn off some folks that otherwise might be interested. But I think this has been a really great event that has showcased really the, the best quality of competitive FIFA we've seen in FUD18. Yeah, I mean, some of the games we've had so far have been fantastic. And we might come back to that a bit later on. But we have had some pretty big FIFA 19 news. So we want to dig straight into that. Uh, Horace, you've got the uh, little sort of rundown in front of you. So you're going to lead this? Yeah, yeah. So we had the uh, the big presentation on the FUT19 uh, or FIFA 19 foot features that happened uh, earlier on today. Uh, I think the big headline grabbing news is Divisions Rivals, which is a, a new uh, kind of revamp of traditional divisions that have been in the game for quite a while. There's still uh, 10 through 1 uh, in terms of the ranks, each one uh, with 
nominally harder opponents in it because it, it's based off of a, a new, new, also revamped uh, ranking system as far as I'm aware. Um, and this new system is also going to mean the death of the daily knockout tournament as a means of qualifying, or, or in fact entirely, the uh, division's rivals is going to be the new way of qualifying for uh, the weekend league. Quite an interesting concept. I mean, there's been a lot of criticism of the knockout format and uh, it looks like they've tried to remedy that. What, what are your thoughts, Luke? Uh, as somebody that both was really bored really to tears of online seasons after having played foot for so many years. I mean, it used to be like the go-to standard for all of us. I think it's just how we, that was kind of the central point of our existence in FUD, that and I guess online single player matches um, for those of us that like to play against other people and not play against the computer. Uh, I finally reached my breaking point with it this year. I don't think I played any online seasons that wasn't for a weekly objective, um, which is not how it should be, obviously. That's a key aspect of the game. One of the like kind of more prominent and I guess a, a mode that it, users are pushed towards as kind of like the answer, the more casual answer to the like ultra grind competitiveness of daily knockout tournament. And while I am like a, a regular weekend league player that used to last two futs and somebody that I think in each of those two futs has played maybe four or five months worth of weekend league as as that is to admit um, and has enjoyed that on some levels, some levels not so much. Um, the level of play just wasn't where it needed to be for me. And I, uh, I'm glad that we're going to have this kind of more ELO ladder type system that you can play anytime you want. I think what's really exciting to me is that if I'm having a weekend where I'm not feeling my FIFA or I'm not into weekend league, uh, or maybe I don't qualify because I don't have time to get enough games in to do that with the mode changing from having to beat the daily knockout tournament, now I can play, you know, division rivals over the weekend. And I think uh, being able to get something like better rewards than just the poor old online season rewards, I think is pretty exciting. So. Um, what we've seen so far and what I've had a chance to check out um, kind of in, in some in-person demos is really promising and I think it uh, it could be something that has some staying power in FIFA 19. And yeah. also, sorry to jump in, but we've got the fact that the rewards you get are actually like, you basically have choices now of what rewards you're going to get for, for competing in that. Yeah, that's an exciting mechanism really that we talked about on the podcast yeah, yeah. months ago. Was, uh, there's something that's been in Madden Ultimate Team now for a year. Um, you guys coined it Draft Packs. That's, it's similar to how you pick a player in, in draft. It doesn't always have to be a choice between multiple players, though I think that's going to be, I think, the, the aspect and component that is enticing to most folks. Uh, with the rewards as well, sometimes you'll just choose between several different options so uh, that are you know, not just limited to players. So maybe you can choose one high-rated, like an 81-plus inform, kind of roll the dice, that's one option. Another would be a you know a set of premium gold player packs or something like that. The third might be... 5,000, 6,000 coins, and the fourth would be enough points to get you into the weekend league if you hadn't qualified, or maybe you're, you know, depending on how close or how far you are, that option might be the most appealing to you. Um, so I think having all these different ways now to kind of pick and choose your journey, uh, I think adds some depth to FIFA, and, and I think it makes rewards more promising, so you're not just getting the same thing every time. Point of yeah, exactly. It sort of uh, means you've got more of a, a kind of personal uh, approach and personal reward because you can pick what is most applicable to you at that moment uh, which I think has got to be a positive thing well and also the great thing about that is that you know towards the end of the game now like who cares about getting like 12 15k coins at the end of a division run you'd much rather get a really nice pack instead um, and the fact that that's going to be an option and you can kind of tailor it to you know if you want to just go for the gamble or you want to take the coins you know you have that choice at least whereas now with divisions being sort of heavily coin reward based it gives it much more kind of variety I suppose yeah and on that <laughs> the music starts in the background <laughs> 
So uh, you get these uh, choice rewards from uh, the uh, division's rivals, but also you get player pick packs, which uh, can occur in any sort of pack, as far as I'm aware, uh, where you can get a choice of between two and five players of approximately equal tier. So it'd be like a bit like when you get a draft token. Exactly. Kind of a bit or different. when you yeah. choose your captain at the beginning, how they're all you know of a certain tier, but maybe there's one that's like 88, one that's mm. 93. Um, you're not, I don't think, going to see like, here's your draft, you know, pick one, and it's like three 80s and then messy. Like, I, I would be shocked if that happened, but maybe it is algorithmically possible. Uh, kind of the early demos I saw, you know, it would be like four or five 87 to 89 rated, or four or five 83 to 85 rated, you know, things of that variety. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that you'll see them on Twitter. There's bound to be some quirks where like some, someone will be posting where they've been offered like a ridiculous player and then four others who just aren't worth picking. Um, is it always between five players, you know? Uh, I don't 100% remember I think in the, uh, in the demo we got earlier, they said it was between two and five players. Oh, okay. get to choose yeah. from. Yeah, you're right. I actually did say that. Uh, My nice. brand is melted from <laughs> yeah, yeah. hard living in London. So I, I know that I definitely saw a couple examples. Um, one sort of demo version I was privy to, um, which who knows if this will occur in some sort of icon SBC or what, was a choice between multiple icons. I can't remember if it was three, four, or five, but like you could choose, okay, do I want a Eusebio who was unveiled today, or you know, do I want to go for a Cruyff or a mm. Lampard or a Gerard? We I think we saw in that video that Chew Boy had produced with EA, where he kind of is, you know, obviously with these giant larger than life items, which will not be reflected <laughs> in the game. There's no virtual reality component in this year's game. Maybe in FIFA 2020, uh, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe in a year or two. But um, no, I, I think that there will be. Um, you know, imagine if there was like a Tots one where you could mm. choose between like three or four different player options. Like it could be really fun and really cool to, to get those in a pack. Yeah. But what will be really fascinating is if they do it so that there's five players and those cards come out at that point and at no other time that year. So it's like you've got five unique cards. This is the only chance that you can pick up one of the five mm. and you can only pick one of the five. Yeah, I think people, we saw something a bit like that with Foot Swap earlier this year and exactly, that yeah. definitely got a bit of negative feedback from some bits of the community because people like, I want to be able to use all these cards. Catch them all. Or, yeah. So there's going to be completionists who I think would be quite frustrated by that. Uh, not that you can really complete Ultimate Team. But uh, I think that it's definitely something that they might try. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there was a time where there's kind of unique items that you can only get. I think the key is of. to make it kind of like a Sophie's Choice where you have two, <laughs> right? So like you're going to be mad that you miss out on one no matter what. Yeah. But I would be shocked if there were ever more than three that were so enticing. Like there'll yeah. probably always be a couple that are like, you know, mm. catered to specific fans of clubs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. countries, or whatever the case may be, like club favorites. Like, I don't, you know, if there's like a 38 center back, though, pace from what I've experienced <laughs> is a little bit more marginalized, knock on wood, at least in the early stages. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll be taking the, yeah. you know, Rolando center back on Marseille or whatever. Marseille, I'm, I'm like sure that within, uh, within a week we'll have someone having to pick between Neymar, Messi, and Ronaldo or yeah, something. Yeah, and just yeah. like, Actually, just my luck. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be certainly interesting in the community that like you're going to see a lot of like people's options and like what should I pick and things like that. I think it'll be quite exciting. There'll be yeah. some definite ones where people just kind of uh, open themselves up to being dunked on. They'll tweet at the likes of like a bait center and a pen <laughs> and it'll be like, look what I chose, and it's going to be like the dumbest possible decision. <laughs> also, someone's definitely going to like skip through it and be like, oh my god! Like after they've clicked, be like. 
I didn't see a really big player yeah. like in the menu that's like that's yeah, bounce yeah, out because it happens all the time in foot draft right well I think also there's so much people will have um, we've, we've been talking about some of the new gameplay features like uh, relearning muscle memory for double tap shots and stuff yeah, I think yeah. there's also that with pack opening uh, mm-hmm. I'm often if I don't see a big flare at the start I'll just start hammering through to skip <laughs> through things and I've definitely accidentally quick sold players in the past but you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't want to make that yeah, choice yeah. that pick between players without thinking so I'm sure some people can get caught out by that and um, other things that uh, came up in this uh, in this demo of uh, Fit19 stuff uh, was a list of new icons. I think Luke mentioned most of them uh, before. So we have Gerard Lampard, which is quite exciting, uh, Cruyff, Eusebio, uh, and Rivaldo and Raul, who've also mm-hmm. been announced officially. Um, yeah, I think Eusebio pretty, looks pretty like the most players. exciting, doesn't he? So this isn't like a humble brag. This is, in fact, a full-on brag. Um, <laughs> I had a chance to try some of these guys. And, and you know, admittedly, gameplay and their ratings, neither of those were fun. Right, so it's it's very possible in the next month and a half as the game is brought to kind of retail um, code complete, I guess as you would call it, right? Like ready to be shipped out and um, produced to the masses. Um, but I did have a chance to try uh, Eusebio, Raul, um, Gerard, Lampard, Cruyff, and Rivaldo. Uh, Rivaldo was a little forgettable for me, but I was playing him at seven Kim out of position at right wing. Um, and then I really, really liked four three three with a CDM. Like I, guess, I don't know if that's four three three two. Two, I think. Two, yeah. yeah. The CDM. Uh, dis- dis- let me finish. I yeah. loved it in uh, kickoff. So I was playing yeah, in City, yeah. which I mean, also City is just a ton of outstanding players. Yeah. It's not every four three three, but I think one of the first things I'll be doing in, for my Foot nineteen team is looking at what those default tactics are for City because I absolutely love that gameplay. I'm telling you right now, Fabian Delph. Low, low pace. <laughs> he was unbelievable for me at left back. I, I think strength and defense are a real big thing this year. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, certainly FUT, it may not translate. Like, he may just be too much of a liability on yeah, the wings. Yeah. But you might have, like, a lower, like, an 80-something, low 80 pace left back or right back on like a fullback that could really be an impact player. Um, but anyway, to get back on track, I, I played him out of position, and I really wasn't – I played a lot of four four two in mm-hmm. FUT. Um, so I wasn't, I guess, super acclimated both to the position – in order kind of the, the shape and dynamic and the, the default tactics. So I didn't, I, I made a mistake early on where I was like, I like out of the box things. I'm just going to play the game as it is, 4-4-2, no tactics. And then all my opponents uh, and kind of this sort of play test or trial period that I was able to experience with Foot 19 against uh, some other folks, um, they were all playing with like, you know, the more 4-1-2-1-2-2 and like some of the stuff from FUD18, but they were also heavily doing custom tactics. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the yeah. new dynamic tactics, I can tell you from experience, they work because I lost a lot because <laughs> my tactics were the default. So set those uh, yeah. listeners. Uh, to get back on topic though, um, Valdo we talked about, Raul, uh, I didn't have a super big sample size. I used him as kind of a super sub. He seemed fine. Um, Gerard and Lampard are interesting because obviously they're going to be huge for English football fans, yeah. for Liverpool, for Chelsea fans. Um, Lampard, I just yeah, I was I say, still his pace found, is quite low. Though. I found him too slow. Yeah. Uh, he, he wasn't like he was getting beat out of the box or anything like that. It just he felt sluggish mm. and just like not really desirable to me. Whereas yeah. CVG wasn't a ton higher. I think he's seventy-seven. Uh, he felt great. He felt. Yeah. Um, like a supercharged Tony Cruz. I like think he also has describing. better sort of all-round stats. And I noticed Lampard has sort of 60s defense, uh, whereas Gerrard is, is closer to 80 on and the prime card. Of course, it, a really fascinating thing is going to be like what their baby cards are like. Yeah, because exactly. Gerrard could theoretically have a much quicker 
uh, sort of baby card. One of his cards will probably be a right mid, I think, um, which would be a bit awkward. Let but, me go yeah. ahead and just pray to the FIFA gods. If you want to give me Frank Lampard as an icon, <laughs> I will welcome him. <laughs> let me let me not say that he was so much of a liability. Yeah. Um, I played them as the two CMs in a four four two, and they actually worked pretty well together. Have, have you not watched England over the last few? Years? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that doesn't work. But uh, yeah, Lampard just didn't feel great to me. Uh, to kind of wrap up the the look at the icons that I've gotten some hands on time with. Uh, and I mentioned this in an article on Flathead News, but Cruyff and Eusebio are the very realist of deals. Mm, uh, it's yeah. not final. Uh, I don't want to get into stats because those aren't final either. Yeah, yeah. But the version of Eusebio that I tried was 5 slash 5. Mm. And there was a, an, another person in our playtest that was scoring just like ridiculous golazos with his 5 star weak foot. Yeah. And it just like. Once I saw him do that, I was like, this is my, <laughs> this is, this like, is my guy. And actually, and, you were saying about that uh, double tap thing that a couple of players and that guy had really practiced it in sort of uh, the practice arena and then it was incredibly effective. Yeah, I mentioned this to Ben kind of during uh, the E-World Cup while we were watching, mm. like in between matches or like at halftime earlier. Um, one of the guys in the playtest that I was at, um, we were kind of given strict instructions like, okay, spend some time like playing kickoff. And instead, mm -hmm. he went into the mini games and he just practiced the new uh, time, like, finish. time finish and he mastered it. So then, when we got into FUT a little bit later in the afternoon, he was just ripping long shots, <laughs> and, like scoring headers, like doing everything possible with it. And it was frustrating everyone because he was winning so much. Yeah. That's a big thing. It was almost too OP. And we, you know, those, uh, those in the room and I gave feedback to the FUT producers that. You know, they want to make sure it's balanced. Like it should be, yeah. it should produce some skill gap, but it also like should it be the be all end all? I think yeah. we'll just have to see as as foot evolves. Um, I think something that's always been part of foot is uh, the variation. Like the same input shouldn't always produce the same output. Uh, and I think if you've got uh, the ability to do a shot and it's always going to be nailing that top corner, that's maybe uh, questionable. Yeah, I think um, one of the interesting things, speaking of shooting, just to give you guys another little insight, and again, this is a very early build, so this is not gospel. There's no guarantee it's going to feel exactly this way, um, even when some of the influencers check out the game at the capture event in a month, month's time. Um, you know, I think what I found interesting is that you didn't always, even unless you specifically did it, sometimes when you did the time to finish, it would do like a low-driven shot. Like yeah. it just the game would kind of feel what situationally was most important if you either executed it or came close yeah. within a margin of error. So you get ballpark with like the likes of a Neymar. And I think we saw in those gameplay demos from Chewboy, he was killing it with Neymar. Yeah. That was exactly the same experience in both kickoff and FUT that we experienced. Neymar and Mbappe are the real deal. Yeah. So you want to build that Ligue hybrid or <laughs> Ligue team? The, like team you're together. Be, yeah, save your coins and, and chase, out, chase after a special car with one of those two guys or both if you're a big high roller. And, uh, <laughs> you're you'll plowing that money you'll into have some FIFA big in the early days. With, uh, with FUT19. Yeah. Well, something uh, in terms of uh, sort of an esports application of it that uh, I was thinking, or when people are playing high level FIFAs, normally, uh, certainly throughout FIFA 18, we've seen uh, the pro players try to go for very high percentage opportunities. They'll quite rarely take on a long shot. For instance, with these timed finishes, those maybe become more reliable. So and, we might see more of that. And also, when oh, a long shot was scored, there's a lot of complaining about it. Um, that it, because it, you know, it doesn't actually take much skill to hit a long shot. I mean, there's a bit of obviously decision making in terms of when you do it, but the actual technique obviously isn't difficult. So this could kind of mean that there's more people are more impressed if you manage to pull it off and it becomes part of the game. I mean, you did a really good one actually. In the yeah, game yeah we I, was, played. I was just um, saying. Yeah, yeah. I had a chance to play against Wayback earlier in kickoff. Um, I don't even recall who I was playing with. I probably City since I'm so in love with Fabian Delph, but. Uh, 
he was playing as PSG, which, you know, we've talked about Neymar and Mbappe, but weirdly, like, he kind of changed the game plan and turned it upside down. He was using them as more, like, push the back line and get my guys out of position. Then he would dish out to Cavani and rip long shots. Wow. He wasn't, he unfortunately was not an expert at the time. So he didn't make a lot, but he ripped one or two long shots that just, like, had my jaw dropped. And that was yeah. either coming close to hitting it or just doing a regular shot. Yeah. So. And the other interesting things is, is those tactics, like, as you were saying, they do make a huge, I think, significant difference. There's an interesting one that I was using where it's like press on heavy touch, which is one of the options um, in tactics. And that is actually quite realistic in terms of what most teams actually do now is press on heavy touch. And it really does make a difference because if you imagine your opponent just slightly spaces it and uh, becomes concerned and then suddenly your players are impressing, can make a quite, quite a big difference. You haven't really been able to kind of replicate that style of pressing. Um, and I think that whole kind of play is gonna, it's gonna be quite different this year. And with the different uh, tactical styles and, and the way that you can set them, means we're not gonna have people pausing in the first minute anymore. People are just gonna set their team up on a defensive and then they'll roll with that. Tactics make a massive difference. A couple of the guys in the playtest really experimented with it heavily and saw firsthand that they are responsive. So if you've in the past thought that custom instructions or tactics or sliders don't do anything, you're going to be really surprised. And also, if you just, again, roll in like me with all the defaults, you're going to get It's also wrong. quite good because there's quite a good visual representation of what the tactics do, which you haven't had in the... Well, actually, that's a complete lie. A few years ago, they definitely did have visual representations, but they obviously took it out recently. Um, so it's good to have that back in so that you, know, you can see what your tactics are going to do. Um, I think that makes a difference. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how how much certain people are able to just shoot ahead of the ahead of the crowd in the early days of FIFA 19 because I think a lot more has changed uh, in terms of gameplay than uh, in recent years. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it from the podcast perspective. I think there's going to be a lot more to talk about in terms of tactics. Obviously, we've got plenty of people we know who enjoy that side of the game and it would be good to get them in and talk about the different options because there's going to be a lot more flexibility. If you're cynical or maybe you're just like a jaded aspiring pro player, actual pro player listening to this and all you saw today that you know, from my observations and Futhead social media and from just sort of following folks online, uh, everyone seems to be pretty excited about the prospects of, of what Foot 19 showcased. But if you're still somehow not a believer, gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. It, you, will, you will be surprised. Like once you check out the demo, uh, if you're able to, you know, if you're an influencer, you're able to see it early or if you just get EA early access or um, the new Origin premiere, which will let folks on PC see it early. If you get one of those, uh, I think you're going to be really pleasantly surprised. I mean, I was sitting next to Corey and, and Lasty who... Corey Andros from EA. Like, Corey, you guys yeah. Know him from yeah, yeah. About it. So Lasty obviously does really good player reviews and stuff. He was sitting next to it as well. And he was he was basically saying, like, the gameplay looks bad in FIFA 18. Yeah, and it's, uh, <laughs> going to this event after kind of having a chance to, you know, give some early feedback and, and sort of see what 19 is going to be all about. There's a little bit of an adjustment period because now you're back to seeing kind of some of the cheese from 18 and yeah. some of the things that bugged us all about gameplay uh, a lot of that stuff has been accounted for I do want to one last little gameplay nugget be on the look for 50-50 challenges they're a really interesting dynamic mm. the animations are much improved they're not perfect there's still some glitchy stuff um, but it's they've really made that a point of emphasis the animations are by and large really good and strength I think is going to be a big thing stronger cards like even if you're undersized like an N'Golo Conte mm. he would win some of these 50-50s on just in terms of like his positioning and his strength yeah. uh, and I think that some of the you know 
the way in the past we're accustomed to 17 and 18 frustrating us with a ball goes into two guys and then it bounces in some crazy fortuitous direction and results yeah, in a yeah. goal. Now it's going to change depending on what that matchup is. Like yeah. the better, stronger player or the better situationally stronger, higher rated positional player, um, you know, it's, we'll have to guess and check and see what stats <laughs> really influence these. But 50 50 challenges had an incredible impact on the game. And some, a couple of new, well, I mean, as always, there's new animations which just make a difference building up that EA's sort of bank of animations does affect the game in different ways. Like a couple of interesting uh, sort of uh, inception animations where a player, I don't know whether this is coincidence, but the time that it happened, it sort of came to one of a player on the same team as that player so whether it's kind of like an interception come kind of like pass or whether that was a complete coincidence um, remains to be seen <laughs> need, need a larger sample size I yeah, think. Yeah. but no I mean it's really positive I think as always people are going to be looking forward to a new game as they always are but I think in terms of the tactical flexibility of the game and this new shooting animation those in themselves show a kind of significant change um, but also not changes which are kind of too macro if you know what I mean like they're not, it's not like some very headline grabbing thing that they're doing clearly because they feel they need to show that and they've got the Champions League so I think maybe that's allowed them to work on these things. Yeah gameplay was clearly a big point of emphasis there's maybe not as, as many bells and whistles uh, I know some folks might be a little disappointed by some of the emphasis or lack thereof on some of the other non-foot uh, modes in FIFA 19 though kickoff is completely redesigned and really fun if you're somebody that is like a university student or your secondary school and you know you play with your friends in person a lot i think you're really going to like fifa 19 but that said i think some of the uh, elective decisions they made in terms of their bandwidth and in terms of you know how they can spread the the um i guess responsibilities amongst their team all emphasized gameplay first because that's what the community said they wanted they wanted gameplay fixed and i it's not perfect but it is is a, a big time step in the right direction and obviously we should just caveat this all um, before we finish like we've played a build of the game which won't be the build exactly. that comes to you all so it can change uh this time of year at the turn of a dime um we'll know you know a month from now a lot more than we know now mm. and then two or three weeks after that the game will be out and then we'll all just kind of be on this journey together <laughs> yeah. um, i was given uh you know kind of a head nod acknowledgement that they were aware of the feedback about how last year's initial patch changed perceptions about the game um i don't think that they could ever promise that they won't do a patch if there's some like big time issue that needs to be addressed right off the bat but they're going to handle it a lot more delicately and with infinitely more transparency. So anything that they touch, um, we saw that those pitch notes, that's yeah. going to be an ongoing thing where the developers give us a direct line of sight into what they're doing and why. And I think that's going to be really big, uh, especially in the pro scene too, where these guys, like their livelihoods depend on knowing what changed and why. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think it's just a general thing that we've spoken to, obviously, the uh, Corey, but also Gab as well, the, the two community guys. And they've been um, you know, great in terms of really wanting that increased transparency. Uh, obviously, we spoke to gameplay producers last year, and I think they are really trying to uh, give these people within EA a platform to explain things that the community are asking. So I think we should see some more stuff, more pitch notes, um, plenty more to kind of get into on the podcast, I suppose, which is exciting in itself. Cool. Uh, and good little uh, rundown of what we've found out about FIFA 19. And uh, yeah. let's, let's go watch the grand final. After MS Desari's emphatic 4-0 win in that cross-console grand final, we reunited to discuss his success in the tournament. First though, I spoke to the new champion, and after congratulating him, I started by asking what was on his wish list for FIFA 19. Actually, uh, before, before I start, thank you. Uh, I actually just want to be an enjoyable game, and I hope uh, this year I won two trophies, and I hope uh, I do the same in 19. And so um, you played 
Kurt, which was probably one of the toughest matches you had. What made him so difficult to play against? Uh, I think Kurt is uh, so good at attacking. He beat uh, Spencer, the last year champion. Uh, I, I don't know, Kurt is just too good. And also, I noticed you use chemistry styles um, to boost passing. And that's not particularly normal. Most players boost uh, pace and shooting on their attacking players. Why is that something you do? I think everyone has his own, uh, you know, uh, tactic, uh, his own uh, how he play the game. I like to pass a lot, so yeah, that's why. And you feel like that really works? Those chemistry styles in, in doing that. I'm the champion now, so I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, you seem a very tactically aware player. I think that's fair to say. I noticed you were pressing quite hard, um, and then also you drop your defence quite deep. And I was just wondering, uh, can you give us a bit of insight into how that how that works? I can't explain that. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could, but I can. My brother is shit at FIFA, so if I have any tips to let him better, I would say it to my brother. <laughs> Finally, looking towards FIFA 19, is there one particular icon you'd like to have? added to the game. I would love to see Zinedine Zidane and I hope uh, EA listen to that. <laughs>
FIFA 19 may well even be a more fitting uh, console for his greatness than 18 was, or platform rather, because he's so astute tactically. Nobody on FIFA 18 is making the adjustments and making the changes the way he does. He goes out there, you know, he situationally adjusts, he pauses, which I'm sure can be frustrating for his opponents in the heat of a moment too, but he's always making tweaks, changing shapes, changing players, changing assignments, changing sliders. Uh, You know, there's some debate over whether some of those things even do that much, and in FIFA 19, we've already seen from the early uh, gameplay that it does make a big difference, that they have this big emphasis on dynamic tactics. So giving him even more tools in his tool chest, if he's able to get down the timed finishing, I wouldn't rule out seeing him again. He was a great FIFA 17 player as well. He made one of the rest of the world events, and uh, I'm not sure if he actually won one of the majors, but I remember him in kind of the final four of one of the rest of the world ones, if not the final. So he uh, he's, you know, going on two years of this. He's only 18 years old. I don't see any reason why he can't be back with FIFA 19 if he's able to get some of the, the fundamentals there down. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he's so meticulous the way he plays I'm sure that he will just uh, go out and, and learn what he needs to learn at the start of FIFA 19. And I think probably his, his success playing, uh, or clearly being such a, a tactically astute player, as you said, Ben, uh, I think that will probably inspire some of the other pros to, to try and do the same thing uh, and really take on board or, or get to know the, the opportunities that FIFA 19's tools give them. And was we had another player having success who had his brother, I guess, essentially a coach or cousin? Cousin. Sorry, supporting there and, and being really, uh, kind of, well, he seemed to pin him as being instrumental. I don't know whether that was just him wanting, you know, he seems quite a, a humble guy. Maybe he just wanted to shift the focus away from himself. But, like, it did seem like it, it was helping him a lot. And obviously, you have, we've had other players who had success. Gorilla last year with, um, was it Dragon in the, in the coaching yeah, role? Sean as well? Allen. Um, yeah, Sean Allen. You know, it's tough to say because we don't know really anything about his cousin's background. But I think sometimes just having that familiar face yeah, yeah. there to kind of calm you down when you get too low or too high. Uh, I think is key and for me I I was bringing up this point because I thought Kurt he said earlier in the week that he wouldn't take a coach unless it was Jose Mourinho or something what could they do but it was quite obvious that he became extremely frustrated kind of couldn't hold his nerve um, when Dasari was really pressing him yeah, I think that actually speaks to what a worthy champion Dasari was because Kurt, of all people, though he did try to discredit some of the goals as being fluky uh, or, you know, he I heard him, you know, kind of in, in casual mention to another pro speak about some of that stuff as well, um, specifics of which I'll, I'll leave between them. But that said, he even said in an interview on the screen that Dasari deserved to win, which you never hear that just about. So I think that says it all. Kurt clearly respects the game and Kurt had an incredible week here in London uh, for all his his doubters and kind of for his cynics uh, I think it's kind of easy sometimes to be a little bit overwhelmed with the uh, uh, the level of confidence and kind of the talk but he backed it up this week by and large finishing where he did finishing as a console runner-up is you know he basically proved that he's one of the best Xbox players in the world regardless of the outcome yeah I think he really uh, he paints a target on his back uh, the way the way he he talks and presents himself there and I think that's deliberate and he, he can take the criticism he gets but uh, yeah as Luke says he he did uh, had a really good tournament yeah I was I was really impressed with him overall and it's just quite interesting because um, him versus Dasari was a fascinating game I think if the one game you want to watch from the whole tournament was possibly uh, that game just showing what Dasari can do to someone who is a really really excellent player yeah he didn't have the uh, complete kind of control over the game that he had in the final but it was a, a really really interesting game and I thought Dasari did really well and that thing of him pressing high dropping deep when the play crosses the line is a tactic you see in real football and it's going to be interesting to see 
with these new uh, or game plans, if you, I think that's what they're called. Um, he'll definitely be doing that, I'm sure, and it'll be really fascinating to see um, whether he can kind of step up his game. Um, I think that's pretty much it uh, from the esports side of the FIFA World Cup. It's been uh, an enjoyable experience, and uh, we'll look forward to more. And so uh, it's a goodbye from Luke. Yeah, thanks for having me as always. And a goodbye from Morris. See ya. Oh, we're not quite done yet. A quick but very insightful interview with last year's champion Spencer Ealing, aka Gorilla, is coming up shortly. And uh, there's an interesting parallel uh, with MS Tassari's interview in here, actually. Um, just a couple of things I wanted to mention as there's been a few questions going around on Twitter, etc. since time of recording. My understanding is, on a few things, chemistry stars are still in the game, um, but they're represented by a symbol rather than a word. And Weekend League will actually only point within Division's rivals. And that the idea behind that is to uh, mean there's less pressure to play all 40 games basically and also Division's Rivals is most likely to be on dedicated servers as well anyway I started by asking Gorilla about his relationship with the controversial character who he went out to in the Xbox semi-finals I think a lot of people think me and Kurt are like not enemies but there's a bit of a rivalry there. Honestly, I've known him for a while now. Back, you know, playing like a legend Gfinity day. So it's been about two years now I've known him. But he's a unique character, to say the least. But I, I, I love him, I do. You know, we got on so well. It's uh, At the end of the day, it's banter. You know, I want him, if it wasn't for me, you know, obviously my personal success, I want him to do, you know, to do good. So he beat me. Hopefully he goes on and do it now. But uh, yeah, I, I love him, I do. And I think the thing that I want to ask is, obviously, you did win it last year, so FIFA 17 is going to be uh, have good memories, I guess, as a game. But how do you feel that this year's game has felt compared with the last one? Yeah, I mean, personally for me, this FIFA's been a bit disappointing um, for, for many reasons. The gameplay not being consistent and just, just the tournament structure as well, because FIFA 17, we had loser bracket. We've not had it all this year, but we've had the Swiss format, which is good, don't get me wrong, instead of groups, but... The way I see it is if you want the best players to be consistent, you know, winning events, then you need the structure to back it. Because I'm sorry, but we're playing a FIFA that you can't deny that there is an element of luck. So you can go out, you know, you can go and beat and all of a sudden you lose to a 90th minute freak goal and all of a sudden you're out. So hopefully next FIFA they bring a bit more structure because um, I, I miss the loser bracket, having that bit of security. If you like, if I just lost to Kurt, I'm in the loser bracket against uh, Megabit or whoever it is. So... I know for me uh, the game's been disappointing as well on on the sides of the gameplay you know it's been for champions you know this that and the other so I think a lot of people share the same opinion Um, we're going to have to wait and see what they give us uh, next FIFA and and what are your hopes kind of the key things that you'd like to see improved I mean obviously we've seen a few things already those three things that have come out you know with the the tactical setup that you can put into place are are those things you're looking forward to yeah the dynamic uh, tactics really I'm looking forward to how that works I think it's something we're missing I think I don't think we have um, enough in-depth tactics as it is try a set of numbers and hope they work so mm. I'm looking forward to that a different, also a lot of uh, personal play styles as well I think this FIFA you're limited to just one or two ways of playing so hopefully that unlocks a lot of new things but what I'm hoping for if I could just pick one thing consistent gameplay you know we've been asking it for years now so I don't understand why it's not possible and do you mean like because of servers or are you saying specifically like the, the way the game's coded if you like I don't I don't know what the issue is that's the thing like I'm not the one who makes the game I play it so if it is a server issue it's a server issue it's a code in the game it's a code in the game like all I want is to log on to FIFA one day it's fine the other day it's exactly the same like it's there's too many um, switching between days you know one day I'm playing really good the next I can't because the gameplay doesn't allow me to, to play how I want to play so for me that's the major thing but I think that's the obvious one that people are going to say 
But um, I want some kind of thing um, because obviously at Foot Champions we have that over the weekend, and it's I think it's getting a bit dry, yeah. um, a bit tiresome. I think the first year I enjoyed it from a competitive standpoint because it's brand new, good rewards if you get top 100. But now it's the same, you know. So I feel like if they keep it, I right, give us something to do in the week at least, um, or some kind something like that. And you, you mentioned about the tournament not being quite right, the sort of setup. Would you welcome I don't know some kind of like Premier League equivalent competition, which was a more of a, a league and format? League. Because I feel like tournaments are are always going to have a bit of a, a luck factor yeah of course I think I, d- I don't see why that can't happen alongside the tournament because um, you see it with France they the Ely you got the Bund- uh, I think the Bundesliga had one as well MLS as well so I think I think it's only a matter of time before the Premier League do get involved I think that'll be big for FIFA esports specifically and um, yeah I'd love a Premier League league um, for, for FIFA and it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting because you know over a long period who can be the most consistent so my last question to you is um, more of a fun one. What what would be the one icon you'd like to see come into the game next year? One icon, Zinedine uh, Zidane. Yeah, I think because this FIFA, I think every FIFA we've had. You know what? No, I take that back. Give us George Best back. That's what <laughs> I want. Give me yeah, you were a huge fan of George Best, I believe. Yeah, I love George Best, but I think the problem we have this FIFA is you have the Vieira hullet, and then the third centimeter. If you're playing narrow is like a question mark obviously we've got the 94 Pogba but the game's towards the end now so mm. we're not going to get much use of that so Zinedine Zidane Hudit Vieira is a nice uh, trio in midfield sounds amazing uh, well done and uh, good luck for next year cheers appreciate it thanks cheers, cheers. And that is the end of a very break-filled Foot Weekly podcast and we're looking forward to bringing many more Foot Weekly breaks throughout FIFA 19. And also, uh, we should just say, if anyone's listening to this for the first time and you've made it this far, of course, subscribe. You can do that via all the links uh, underneath this podcast on Foothead if you're listening there or just go to our website, footweekly.com forward slash subscribe or just search us um, Foot Weekly in most of your podcast providers. And if we're not in your podcast provider, get in touch. Anyway, I'll stop rambling. Enjoy your weeks and we'll see you or hear you or you'll hear us very soon. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.